a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Mojo Mutadi and Edward Lewis. Fellas, we're going to start with one of the most dangerous boxers of all time, one of the hardest hitting boxers of all time, former heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder was arrested in Los Angeles early this morning. Now, Edward, it originally started as uh, a routine traffic stop where uh, Deontay was pulled over for tinted windows, but things took a turn from there. Yeah, at around 1.15 a.m. in Hollywood, LAPD officers say they pulled over Deontay, as you said, for illegally tinted windows, and when they stopped him, they say they smelled an odor of a burnt marijuana. Uh, of course, that led to a search of his car, and they claim that when they, they kind of ran through it, they found marijuana and a nine millimeter handgun. Mm. Uh, uh, they eventually put him into custody. Uh, should be noted, we were told that Deontay Wilder was very cooperative and very sweet and very nice throughout it all, but they did put him into custody. They did book him on a charge of possession of a concealed weapon, and he spent roughly four or five hours in jail. Uh, he did uh, post bond and was released around 6.34 a.m. this morning, uh, but it looks like he could be facing a felony charge here down the road if, if prosecutors decide to hit him with that. I guess there's a reason why those windows were tinted. <laughs> uh, I guess when you got that much inside, probably a good idea to tint your windows. Maybe not that much, though. Um, look, I don't see this being a situation that is going to cost him future fights or put his career in jeopardy whatsoever. Um, but this is obviously not something that you want. Gun policy is obviously a hot topic in the country. Yeah. A lot of people vary for it. A lot of people vary against it. We obviously know where Deontay stands on this one. Uh, but I got to say, the fact that he was cooperative, that he was very nice during this entire situation, I think is going to go in extremely extremely long way for him. Um, time will tell on that front, but again, I, I don't see a terrible amount coming out of this thing. Yeah, look, Deontay, and I'll say this, I've known this guy for quite a while now, you know, eight, nine years. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that he was cool with the cops. Deontay Wilder is a nice guy. He's a good person. Uh, he's, he's a family man. Um, but they, look, this, there are laws. There are laws in California. There are laws in Los Angeles. There are some of the stricter gun laws across the country. Some places you can get away with having a concealed weapon or having a weapon on you without it being licensed. California and L.A. is not one of those places. And that's why, like you said, Ed, he could end up facing a felony charge here. And it's a charge that ultimately, if he is convicted, he could end up facing some time uh, behind bars. So we'll see what happens there. Despite the arrest, it doesn't appear that Deontay Wilder is um, is very regretful. He went to social media and uh, he appeared. This is definitely addressing what happened last night. I'd rather be safe than sorry. The end with uh, some uh, praying hand emoji. So, look, uh, there is a lot of crime right now. A lot, there's a lot of crime in the city. Deontay Wilder is a rich man and he's a target. And from that standpoint, I don't blame him at all for wanting to defend himself. Uh, if he is, uh, if he is guilty of what they say he did, uh, probably could have hired somebody. He's got, God knows he's got enough money to hire security, somebody with the proper licenses to make sure that he's safe. But um, a very wealthy guy who's a target trying to keep himself protected. Um, I sympathize. More surrounded, draws the defense of Horford. Difference of two seconds, game clock and shot clock. Harden sizing up Horford. It's a three. Oh! 
good. Oh, Harden's got 45. Mojo, that was <laughs> dagger, a dagger by James Harden. That was last night, game one of the second round of the playoffs. Philadelphia 76ers without their best player, without Joel Embiid on the road in Boston against the Celtics. A lot of people like myself think that the Celtics are the best team in the entire NBA. Forget just the Eastern Conference. And uh, he hit a three down one with about 10 seconds left. It put the Sixers up uh, mojo and uh, they end up winning the game. Now they steal home court away from the Celtics and obviously now uh, is a pivotal game, almost a must win game for the Celtics. Celtics on Wednesday. Now, after the game, Mojo, of course, uh, the hero was James Harden because he didn't just hit that shot, but he also tied his playoff high of 45 points. It was a great game. They needed a lot of offense from James, and that's exactly what he gave them. After the game, met with the media. Here's Harden. That zone like that, that you're in tonight? I haven't felt one of those zones in a minute. It felt really good, you know what I mean, just to be aggressive and shoot the basketball and do what I want. You know what I mean? Like, that felt really good. Hey, Babcock, that, that's awesome. He scored 45 and all, but let's leave that alone. Can we talk about what my guy is wearing right now? We're, we're seeing the shirt. The cookie let's monster. take a look at the rest of this outfit. What look is at, happening, Babcock? I... I, I, I. I wish I had an answer for you, Mojo. I don't know. Cookie Monster, you have a lot of memes on, so, on social media now. I said it. We posted this outfit yesterday, late in the day, Mojo, as, uh, as we were getting ready to get out of here for the night. We saw James's outfit, and uh, I said to myself, he is going to go off tonight because you cannot <laughs> wear that to the stadium. You cannot wear that to the arena and have a bad night. You have got to score 45 points on 17 of 30 shooting, by the way, which was incredible. Uh, look, James shoots a lot, but he was making them last night. Yeah, cookie monster, Mojo, cookie monster. Hey, brother, you put up 45 points. You wear what you want, (laughs) when you want. Showing up to the game, the press conference, I don't care. He can fit the entire TMZ sports family in those pants right there. He could. He could. He he could. Look, you know, it it was an eventful week for James, so he obviously makes a lot of news before the game with the outfit yesterday, but last week, uh, some controversy involving James. So early Monday morning, it was about 1.30, James Harden was captured on video, Mojo. Not much to the video here, but there is yelling. There's arguing going on. And then you see James give him a, a, a light. Like, I would call it a playful slap to the face. James certainly not trying to, to hurt him. But a lot of people, mainly 76ers fans, said he shouldn't be out in Vegas when we're trying to prepare for the playoffs. So uh, he was, though. He was in Vegas then he comes back and he obviously he goes off so I think uh, James had to have a big night yesterday and for him to have one of if not his best playoff game ever in his incredible career it was good timing for the NBA star now we'll see what happens game three on Wednesday very curious to see which uh, Sesame Street character he channels as he arrives to the arena in Boston State Guys, Antonio Brown has been uh, owner of a football franchise for less than two months. 
But uh, his tenure is already off to an incredibly rocky start, Lucas, isn't it? Absolutely. And people that I've talked to about this are not surprised, but they were hoping that it would actually work out because it was a really cool opportunity for them. But I've spoken with two people um, who are affiliated with the team. They are no longer affiliated what with the team. What team is this? What because is it? The, the Albany the, the Empire. Al the Albany Empire. It's the team that Antonio Brown's father actually played for back in the day. And wow. um, there are people who are leaving so rapidly because of Antonio Brown's presence with the team. Uh, I actually spoke with Damon Ware, who was the coach for the Empire, and he said, look, we were hoping for the best, but knew that this was probably going to be a possibility here. He's been talking about things with Antonio Brown wanting full ownership of the team so he can have power and feed his ego. But he said the biggest issue right here is that no one's getting paid. And so that wow. is a big problem because no one is going to do this for free. This is not, you know, a smaller organization. These are people who have families who are trying to feed the loved ones and Antonio Brown and the ownership group just hasn't been able to do that. So he actually uh, got into a big argument with Antonio saying, look, this is not my problem. This is an HR issue. I don't need to be the guy to go to the players and say, hey, like, we'll get you paid, all that kind of stuff. Right. I'm the coach. This is X's and O's. That's what I do. And he said that Antonio Brown responded with threatening, like violently threatening text messages. And at that point, he said, Mark. you know what? I'm washing my hands of this. And he said, good riddance. I'm so done he was just this guy was just the coach, Lucas. And he was he was let go sometime in the very recent past here. Yes, uh, it was within like the past week is wow. how quickly we're talking about this. And he said, I can't wait to get out of there and have my next job. But this is just part of it because I also talked to a player. Uh, his name is Sam Castronova. He's the star quarterback of the team. And he says that five of the six captains on the team are no longer there because they had a game a couple weeks ago. And they said, look, we still haven't been paid for the game a week prior. What is wow. going on here? And they said that they showed like a, a payment invoice to make it look like the, the payments were going through. Mm. But they said that after the game was over, they still hadn't gotten paid. So they approached the front office and they said, look, we're not doing this anymore. If you're not going to pay us, we're gone. So they went as captains saying, hey, look, we are going to stand up for our teammates because we are the captains. Yes, several captains did. Uh, Sam was actually not one of them, but he said this is what happened. And so those guys, including all of the captains and then a couple other players, as well as coach, they get back to the team hotel after a 12 and a half hour drive uh, bus ride back from their game bus in Carolina. That's how it goes. It's not yeah. the NFL. It's not charter right. flights. You're not taking that's for sure. They get back to the hotel. They go to try and get into their room and they can't. And they go down to the hotel service and they say, what's going on? Like, can I get new keys and everything? And they said, actually, no, because Antonio Brown Group, which is the ownership group of the entire Albany Empire, said that you're not allowed back in. And they said, what gives? And they had to fight like crazy to get even all their personal belongings out of their rooms. So it was a big mess. Right. And uh, if you look at that paper right there, good for Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, that's what they right. showed them. Somebody had given the hotel, the front desk, a piece of paper with a set of names on it, saying, "Do not let these players in the hotel." And like Lucas said, this is coming off of a 12-plus-hour bus ride. And you've got football players. And we're not talking about Jalen Hurts' money here either, guys, obviously. Right. I was told the uh, the check that they were looking for every week was $4,000. Here's what I think on this matter. This is what they get. What were you thinking? You let Antonio Brown, of all people, own the team? Yo, who made that decision? I can't think of a worse owner for a franchise than that guy. 
This team was back-to-back champions. Now they have a losing record. That's just talk about, you know, that's just the on-field side of this thing. But, I mean, look, on paper, this might have been a cool opportunity. NFL superstar buys the team that his father played for until you realize it's Antonio Brown. That guy owes money to everybody. What his jeweler, his his chef, even he owes money to. Look, this is not the guy you want to do business with. And this is horrible. Locking players out of their hotel rooms. It is despicable. I mean, these guys are not making a lot of money. Playing professional football outside of the NFL is not an easy life. You are a paycheck to paycheck player. I mean, you need those paychecks to pay your bills at the end of the day. And for a guy with that much money depriving these players of this for reasons that make absolutely no sense, this is disgusting. You you hate to see it. Get him out of there. Right. I I could not agree more. You talk, these guys have families. The guy Lucas talked to, the quarterback, in the picture, uh, he is with presumably his wife. They're holding a little baby. I mean, Gosh, the league to this point, and I think, Lucas, you tell me if I'm wrong here, you have reached out to them. We haven't heard word one back from the league. They have not said anything. So if they're not going and speaking out against Antonio Brown, that to me says that they are with this guy and despicable. Coming up next on TMT Sports, a major development in the fatal DUI case for former first-round draft pick Henry Ruggs. We now know how long the former Alabama star could serve in prison. And it's probably not as long as you think. That's next on TMC Sports. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo, we bring Ed back. Uh, Guys, there was uh, absolutely massive news, a massive development uh, in the Henry Ruggs case. Of course, the former first-round draft pick, former Raiders star, was getting set to go on trial for uh, that horrific DUI crash that took the life of a 23-year-old woman. But Ed, today in court, it was was supposed to be a routine hearing. 
uh, was anything but routine. Very, very, very surprising. Henry Ruggs' attorneys announced that he has cut a plea deal with prosecutors, and wow. in exchange for this whole plea deal, he could be spending the next three to ten years of his life behind bars. So I'll explain. Wow. As part of the plea deal, Henry Ruggs is planning to plead guilty to two charges. One of them is felony DUI resulting in death, and the other is misdemeanor vehicle vehicular manslaughter. The attorney said he has agreed to spend as part of his sentencing to spend three to 10 years behind bars for those two pleas. In exchange, prosecutors have agreed to drop the rest of his charges, which is a big deal because Henry was facing well over four or five charges that would have put him behind bars for 50 years or could have put him behind bars for 50 years. All that's left now is a judge has to essentially sign off on the deal. Uh, now that Ruggs has agreed to it and prosecutors have agreed to it, we fully think that the judge will. Uh, that hearing will come next week. And if the judge does, uh, they'll have another sentencing hearing maybe in the next few weeks, maybe Maybe even next year, uh, it, it all takes time in Las Vegas. But uh, at that hearing, he'll learn his fate. Uh, and it could be, like I said, between three to 10 years, which is a huge news. Like you said, this was supposed to go to trial and he was supposed to fight this. And for him to plead guilty now uh, changes everything with him. And, and he could be in jail till 27 or 34 years old. Wow. Yeah, I mean, absolutely shocking for sure. I mean, we talk about what actually happened and the gravity of this situation all starting from drinking and driving, which you know how much I hate this and condemn this on the show all the time, uh, costing a loss of life and to potentially end up with only three years in prison. My, my goodness, that's, I don't, even, I don't even know what to make of that, but crazy to see here, this just moving at just a tremendous pace already um, and almost having a decision just waiting on a judge. Again, this happened just about a year ago, but man, yeah, I'm shocked right now. No, me too. And like Ed was alluding to there, it's it's obviously the judge ultimately has to accept this arrangement. This is not just the defense. This is not Henry Rugg saying, hey, I think I should do only three years or 10 years. They have to gotten together, the defense and the prosecution, they have worked out this deal. So it would be, uh, I think it would be uh, out of the ordinary for the judge to say no here, but it is possible. And if, if that were the case, uh, I know Ed today, Rugg's attorney said that they would then plead not guilty. And they intend at that point, if that were to happen, to take this and, and see this through trial. But uh, we you don't expect that that's going to happen. So, look, the reality is here, you said it, Ed, if he were to go into prison starting this year and he just turned 24 in January, so assuming he goes in as a 24-year-old, it's possible he comes out as a 27-year-old guy, uh, been away from football for four years, but he's a tremendous athlete. I don't even know that it's impossible that you see this guy playing in the NFL again. I think that's entirely possible. It just it, It's not going to sit right with a lot of people. A 23-year-old woman and her dog burned to death she did nothing wrong and to think of him walking free after only three years it's just something that doesn't sit right it's not going to sit right with a lot of people obviously 10 years is significantly more than three years and that would be obviously a more hearty sentence but uh gosh uh, she is never tina tintor is never going to walk free again and to think again that he could be out only after uh, a few years not going to sit right with a lot of people WWE draft continues. Oh, yes. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the draft picks, the Hall of Famer himself, the wrestling god. And a former SmackDown general manager, Teddy Long. He likes to bring the mojo to things. I don't mean the hype guy. Mojo. Did I just hear you get name dropped on Raw last night? Absolutely. I you thought did. I did. <laughs> this was my favorite thing yesterday. I texted Corey Graves while he was filming 
Monday Night Raw. And I literally said this. I said, congrats on the pregnancy, homie. You can celebrate it by putting me over on commentary. <laughs> I'm watching you do your work right now. And, and within 30 seconds, he responded and said, thanks, dude. Make sure you're paying attention. Boom. And then immediately dropped the Mojo reference on the show. I was in tears. I had a feeling he was going to do it when uh, the second I sent that text. But a huge, huge congratulations to him and Carmella, who are pregnant, baby. Uh, this is a huge one, huge one. So much to talk about there. We might have to bring them on the show to discuss that. But I, I got to say, Babcock, they're not the only ones out there getting pregnant, right? Yeah, Mojo, you are exactly right. Because Carmella and Corey, not the only uh, celebrity couple out there announcing uh, they have uh, a little bundle of joy on the way. Last night, Met Gala, it's the biggest, most, uh, I guess, you know, sort of exclusive party uh, in fashion. It went down last night and Serena Williams and her husband, Alexis Ohanian, they had a, a third guest with them last night because they announced right when they hit the white carpet, Mojo, that they were expecting a baby. They were taking uh, photos and uh, right away, Serena had her hand on her uh, on her growing baby bump, uh, Alexis too. They also posted on social media thanking uh, Anna Wintour for allowing the three of them to attend the party. So this will be their second baby, their second child. They had a little daughter back in September 2017, and they are obviously uh, over the moon to be uh, to be growing their family. So congratulations to Corey, Carmela, Serena, and Alexis uh, for uh, the baby news. Mojo, speaking of wrestling of Corey and Carmela, we have a big interview tomorrow, Mojo, with uh, formerly uh, WWE superstar Naomi. Of course, her uh, real name is Trinity. She is returning to the wrestling ring. Uh, it's been some while. It's been months since she's been in there. She is getting back in the ring to compete, to kick some ass. And tomorrow, Mojo, we are going to have a conversation with Trinity. I'm pumped for that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Bring in the homie Trinity on the show tomorrow. That will definitely make it the best.